right, well, welcome to uh, Worst of 2018. You can go check out the best of 2018 to hear far more positive things, but this is this is the negative side of things. Where we, with a tongue-in-cheek, of course, where we kind of look at some of the shitty things that happened in rock and metal this year. Uh, there's been a number of things, number of albums, you know, releases, things just happening. Yeah. Um, you got one to start off with, then? Do you want to roll so, with? Let's start with albums, shall okay, we? Okay, yeah. Let's do a few albums mm. that uh, were disappointing. Or disappointing or, or just shit yeah some of them were disappointment some of them were just shit yeah. um, I'll start off with probably a little bit of an abstract one actually it came out right back in January last of uh, this year 2018 okay. by a band called Leaves Eyes oh yeah um, I remember reviewing a single of theirs prior to the album coming out so it was in the, like the 2017 yep. kind of area and really liking it very it's got female vocals it's symphonic but it's very 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 folk and uh because of that, I'm quite excited for the album to come out. And the album was called Sign of the Dragonhead. That's right, yep. German-Norwegian symphonic metal band. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe I built it up too much in my head, man. But when I listened to it, fuck me, is it shit. It was really disappointing. <laughs> it was so boring and bland. And it was like just the same thing on every song. And they seem to suffer from this thing. that is, We're going to call it the Night Nightwish Syndrome. Oh. Where... The female singer is fantastic, but for some reason the guitarist keeps barking, and his voice is dire, and it's like every now and then it's just like you know the female singer singing and he keeps coming in. And it's like just stop, stop him, and the song will be better. Do you know what I mean? It's like why is you know I think he's the founder of the band as well. Right. But I don't know if it's a case of like I want to sing too. That's why I call it the Nightwish syndrome. The Nightwish syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fair, dudes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was a shit start for me for the year because it was like one probably the. The band that I knew the least about, that I was most looking forward to at the beginning of the year, it was like, oh, because that single was awesome. Can't wait a couple of weeks and the album's out. Mm. You know, then when it came out, it was just like, fuck you, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So that that was my that was my first disappointment. What else? Oh, sticking on albums. Might as well, yeah. Keep it going. Okay. Um, a lot of people quite like this. Go on. But I didn't, which is Anvil's new album. All right, okay, yeah. I can't even remember the name of it now, to be honest, and I didn't write it down. Uh, I just remember, obviously, they're a Canadian thrash, I think they're Canadian, thrash band. Been around for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. quite popular. Uh, it's just, I listened to their album, and it was just like such generic, weak bollocks, to be honest with you. I really didn't like it. That was it. That, yeah, just, um, just, you know, I didn't, I didn't check them out as a fan of Anvil. I checked them out as a, I know this name, they're a big name. About time I listened to some of their stuff. Yeah, I mean, and I came out of it just thinking like, okay, what the fuck, man. I've never been a fan of Anvil. Um, you know, like a lot of people, I watched the Anvil film a few years back, many years ago, and yeah. I thought it was it was nice and sweet almost to a degree. Yeah. But that's about where it sort of stopped with me. I kind of like thought, well, okay, is that enough to kind of back up the music? I never thought the music backed it up. It's like, well, maybe you're not big because the music isn't that good. Yeah. And I wasn't really. I've never seen anything that convinced me otherwise. I'll throw one out there then. You've got plenty to say about this. Disappointments slash worst of the year. Bullet from a Valentine's Gravity. Oh, yeah. And we tie this into Matt Tuck, Matthew Tuck as well. Yeah. You know? Possibly Matt the worst album of 2018. Uh, it, it would definitely be my... It'd be up there, wouldn't it? It'd be my worst or my joint worst. Yeah, top <laughs> three. One of the two. Top three. Um... Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, you know, I reviewed it and I reviewed it quite positively because I was really trying not to just be, oh, look at me hating on this band. Yeah. Uh, and so I picked out, there are moments in songs where, you know, oh, that riff's okay or this is okay and all that. I, I remember, and when I say reviewed it positively, it's like I didn't give it a zero. Mm. Uh, but I hated so much of it. I really did. There is, the thing with, with uh, 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 it, it came out, before he said what he said. Yep. Um, but him saying what he said, which we'll talk about anyway, compounded it. Yes, you know? it didn't. Which, yeah. Whereas I disliked it immensely when it came out. I now I hated it after he spoke. Yeah, because he just added more fuel to that fire. But him coming out and basically saying that he had no, they had no choice really but to make a record like this because there's nothing left in the world of rock and metal. Rock and metal's dead. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, he say boring like, or something. Yeah, yeah bland, boring. Yep. You know. And then you think like, yeah, but you can affect that. Yeah. You could have released an album that blew everybody away and therefore instantly uplifted rock and metal in your eyes. Yep. But instead you went you know, for this. I mean, forgetting simply about the fact that he's 
so fucking wrong. We know he's wrong. Oh yeah. If you look at our best of 2018. Oh yeah. We'll all know he's wrong. I mean, we had, we have a top 50 albums each. Easily. You know, if we had pushed it, we could have extended to top 60, 70, 80. Hundreds. God knows. Yeah. You know, and these aren't us stretching for 50 no, hours. No, not at all. We're not struggling to choose which ones to leave out. Yeah, yeah. There's so many fucking good albums out this year. It's, um, it's been a great year for rock and metal. And then they come out and they release a drab album, mm. get grief for it being drab, and then try and defend it going, well, you're all just too closed-minded to understand that we have no choice but to change. Well, you know, your, your genre is dead. Oh, God, if he was here now, that bottle would go around his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I'm not, I wouldn't condone the bottling. We would have <laughs> words to say to Matthew Tuck about his opinions. And, you know, we said it actually uh, ages ago, I think it might have been one of the podcasts, where we said, simply put, it's it applies to him and everyone that says, rock and metal's dead or rock and metal's not dead. You're just not looking. You've chosen not to look. Yeah. You've and made you know, a conscious decision. You know, it's an awful lot worse when it comes from a person who's in a band in the rock and metal genre because if it's dead, then that's partly your fault. Yep. Because you're in that fucking genre. You have some responsibility. Yeah. So if you really think that, I mean, how, how many albums have they had out? Five? This is, yeah, five or six, yeah. So if you think rock and metal's dead and you've released five albums into that genre, then it's your fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Talking about changing yeah. and moving away from fan base, this might be a bit of an odd one, but I decided to review Fallout Boy's new album uh, this year because I thought, yeah, cool, you know what, it's been a while, it'd be good to have a review, and shit, I love, we always say this, we love when our mind changed. Yeah. I went in without knowing anything. What I found out afterwards, obviously, uh, also similar to the band compounded the issue, but basically Fallout Boy are almost a different band to what you remember. If you're thinking of a pop-punk band, whoa, they are not that anymore. And basically, it's because they they want to be stadium sellers. They want to be that. Um, so we are looking at way more of a, a a fucking mainstream pop band than you've ever seen in your life before. Barring one or two tracks, which always, which I think I said in the album review, I was like, that's just like a nod, like a nod to like try and hold on to some of the fan base yeah. that existed once before yeah we're still here yeah um, but wow like I've never seen a band change so fucking much than this um, they were, I've never fans so it wasn't like they were my radar and you say why are we reviewing something you know you're going to hate I don't plan to hate I want to enjoy yeah go check out the positive uh, videos we um, wrong. where I talked about Andrew WK and how my mind was changed on that um and I want to be wrong, um, but Fall Out Boy didn't just prove me right. They proved me like uh, they didn't prove me right because I, I I wasn't expecting this. And at the end of it, I was like, "Holy shit! Like, is this gonna work? Is is this worth abandoning your entire fan base? Because I, even like the Kerrangs mm. had very little positive to say about this new direction because it isn't it isn't us. After this, I said I will never review another Fall Out Boy record unless I hear that they've gone backwards." To their old sound, yeah. Um, because this is not us. This this is not an album for us. I shouldn't even reviewed it to be honest. I yeah. probably should have just left it. Yeah. Um, if you put the time and effort into listening to the fucking thing, you, then some, that's kind of it. You just want to write. Yeah. You know? And like I said, there was one or two tracks that were at least a bit peppy, pop punkish kind of thing, pop rock. No punk in this at all. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like yeah, that's that's one of the long bullet from Valentine. One of the biggest changes uh, in a band I've seen this year. But we continue in disappointment. Yep. How disappointment was Dimi Borgia's new album? Ionian? Yeah. Ionian? Ionan? Yeah. What I, a disappointment. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think either of us expected great things. No, I don't, I don't know what I expected from it, to be honest. I, don't, I probably didn't really go into it with any expectations. It was just a, let's see then. Yep. You know, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was just a mess. Yeah. I think that's what, what I remember the most about it. The kind of lines of what I was writing, stuff like uh, throw as much shit as you can at the wall and see how much sticks. Mm. You know, and unfortunately in this case, not much of it sticking. It's all sliding down the wall into yeah. a big <laughs> pool of mess at the bottom that doesn't really make any fucking sense. That's good, that's good. You know, it's very, I remember like, because of the style of music it is, it has moments that lead you towards like, optimism, like maybe a big fanfare and choir at the start, and you think, it's gonna go. It's yep. gonna go, but uh, no song does it. It never does. It never does. It's a it's a very very poor album. Yeah. Very boring. Very bland. Considering how much shit they threw at it, how much multi genre 
kind of nonsense for about it. Yeah. How did you come out of that being boring? Yeah, boring is such a she great term being to con- use for being it. confused. Yeah, could be something, but they managed to come out boring. Yeah, but what one that I uh, was very disappointed about Go this on. year, and this is a it's a bit of a strange one to be disappointed about because it's almost my own fault for getting myself too hyped up for an album that I knew nothing about. Right. Um, purely, I think at the time I was probably very much on a bit of a power folk charge, you know, looking forward to. I'm listening to a lot in that area. Okay. And then I'm uh, smiling. <laughs> I listened to an album called um, "Barbarians in Black." Ah, by Armored Dawn. Yeah, yeah, know it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know much about them, but I remember reading articles about them and how they were on this huge surge of popularity, just been signed to a label, been snapped up, this massive, massive beast of a band from Brazil. Um, only formed in like 2014, and mm. all of a sudden they were on a label and everything like that. And all of that hype got to me. I got infected by it. And I listened to it, and I was just so... It was so fucking boring again. I mean, I, I, I've got my review here in front of me, and I, I like my last part of this review, which kind of summed up my, my summary of the album, where I basically say... Where, where are I? Right, so I say it was basically boring. Everything sounds like it meant to be somewhere else. That's pretty much how my whole listening went. Little moments of hope quickly dashed behind forgettable songs. Uh, I'll probably sound quite harsh. I expected so much based on their sudden rise in new popularity. <laughs> Personally, I think the band could have tried a little harder. You can tell by the good moments in songs they have talent, but this album sounds like they were being very comfortable. And in a genre that could do with some new blood, Armadon have released an album that lacks pomp, flair and imagination of the bands already leading the charge. So there you go. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah. To my disappointment, um... In a different kind of way. Now, uh, leading up to this album's release, I heard all of Fuss. Greta Van Fleet. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So I'd heard all of Fuss. I'd heard um, a number of things. On one hand, I... Basically, I was hearing two different things. One, I was hearing the second coming of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And the other, I was hearing the rip-off of Led yeah. Zeppelin. <laughs> so the album came out, and I remember where I was. I was uh, on coming off a night shift, and I was at Queen's Park waiting for my train. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, it's out today. Let me give this a go. Now, I am not a Led Zeppelin fan. In fact, I will controversially say I think one of the most overrated bands in the entire world. Um, but I know them well enough that when they started playing, I went, wait, what? Checked. Yeah. And was like, okay. And then I carried this in. I think it's actually, I like, I like the album. I don't love it. I like it. Yeah. But holy fucking shit. There's being inspired and then there's just being a fucking tribute band. If they make it big and I'm worried they're going to make it big, off this, this this needs to be called out, because there's there, this is the I I am in the camp of whoa this is scary this is too too close, like yeah um I don't like it I think it's I think it's negative that they managed to sell out two nights at the forum in this country in a row yeah um two nights in a row there's um, some huge names as well now coming out in the in the not defence so much but uh, I read recently an article where Slash had come out and said like you know the future of rock yeah I'll agree with Von Fleet it's worrying because I don't like it I find it I find it too close people I find it way too close and if you're a big fan of the band you know tell me I'm wrong but it, it, it's it doesn't seem like oh we were inspired it seems like we want to sound like that um, that's a worrying thing for me yeah yeah shit up. yeah <laughs> Black Veil Brides yeah, I mean, I didn't listen to this because I know I wouldn't like it. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to comment on it. Well, simply put, I went oh. in... Uh, uh, first Black Veil Brides I'd ever really... Um, what, first Black Veil Brides album I'd ever really given time to. Right. And the idea was, okay, well, they're obviously popular. Why are they yeah. popular? Um, and going off this album, I couldn't understand why they were popular. Like, because all I heard was blandness. Bland, boring ass shit. It's not even like, oh, um, like they're untalented or they're rubbish or yeah, this, yeah. whatever. It's like you're using all of that stuff to create nothing music. Yeah. Music that I can't even say would be good for radio because it's, it's just so <laughs> nothing. You'd turn the radio off if they came on. Well, it's just, it's just yeah. like, oh, that, that's, that's, that's all you've got. Yeah. Oh, is that it? What, uh, what's the fuss, basically? And that was, that was, yeah. That's almost more disappointing sometimes, isn't it? That's what it was. It's like, it's just, it's, just not, not even worth having an opinion on. Yeah, it almost what well, is like that. It's like I can't even say I hate this album. Yeah, it's just oh, this is an album. Let's put that away and not listen to that ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, probably, possibly the last one that I'm going to touch on. Okay. I'll leave the best for last, which is uh, Ghost. The album of the year in many people's eyes. Good timing is, uh, because I wanted to talk about Ghost too. One of my my worst albums of the year. Yep. Now this, for me, isn't a surprise because as everyone who knows me knows, I don't like Ghost. Uh, I'm not like a complete pecated fool about it. I'm aware they're popular. Yeah. I have seen them live at Buzzstock. I did enjoy it. You know? So I'm not like, uh, I'm not going to pretend that Ghost have no talent or anything like that. Yep. But I've never really been a fan. I listened to Prequel. Yep. I gave it a good go. And it does nothing for me. In fact, if anything, a large portions of it at least, not all of it, but large portions of it I find worse than the stuff I've heard before. Uh, you know, so like I didn't like them before, but it was, I wouldn't go into this. There are a couple of songs in there, I can't remember them all. Uh, that I liked better. I think Rats wasn't... There were parts of Rats I didn't uh, mind. No, that's the bit I hate. <laughs> rats. Uh, and what's the... Oh, and... Uh, <laughs> but some of it... Uh, like, Dance Macabre. Uh, it's going to be... Dark, uh, you probably... Yeah. I'm trying to think of the song that I got uh, I got called out for. Um, I, I just wanted to oh, be, it was, be with you. It was Dance Macabre, wasn't was that, was it? That yeah, I'm sure it was, yeah. Where, uh, I, I, where I was very aware of the fact that he said, be witch. Yeah. I'm very aware of that. But uh, that wasn't the reason I hated it. It wasn't because I thought he said, be witch. It's nothing to do with that at all. You're just, yeah, it's the not, two words aren't the reason I hate that song. Yeah, Jesus Christ. If it had been changed, it'd have been like, oh, actually, yeah. that was a good song. But Rats isn't a bad song. I don't like that chorus. I hate that a little bit. Uh, but I don't, it's not a terrible song. No. So, you know, that's, that's me just trying to prove that I'm not being purposely I hate Ghost. But outside of that, this album, I think, would be up... If I had to rank Ghost albums, it would be terrible for me to do. That would be like my worst job ever. Yeah. Um, this would be the worst one I've heard so far and I have listened to it all to yep. try it out and this is the worst one I've heard so there you go well, I want to add more weight to what Brendan just said there because I am a Ghost fan a big Ghost fan um, in fact uh, in Festivism and um, oh yeah, yeah I was wondering what you were doing there as well like, yeah yeah, yeah called, album, um, yeah. Fuck, uh, Meloria Meloria both uh, on their releases were my number one albums of the year in the, pre- in the years where they were released they yeah. were my albums of the year both of them Prequel did not even scratch my top 100. Yeah. Um, and I really like it. Yeah. However, the fuss that I see people saying about it, I am well puzzled about. Because for me, it's the third best Ghost album out of four. Um, only better than the original, not better than the next two. Um, because there's a lot of negatives about it. I don't agree with people naming it as the best album of the year. I find that simply astonishing. Astonishing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I find I'm quite offended by it. Yeah, I, I genuinely am, especially when it comes from people that are often seen as peers of the metal community. And yeah. you think like this is this is you have an opportunity to influence people to listen to new music here, and this is what you do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not that for me at all. Like I said, I'm a big fan. Um, I just it's and you know you can say oh, it's oldest people's opinions, but I I want to say something slightly controversial. <sighs> Particularly coming from our, as you would say, peers. You know when you start to think, is it though? Or are you just making sure you hit your uh, wagon to the right horse here? It could be. It could be. But, you know, I, I, don't, I struggle with... I could be wrong on this, right? I don't see Ghost ever being any bigger than they are at this current moment. Okay. I could be wrong on that. Mm. Uh, they're going to release another album in, in two years' time or a year's time yep. or whatever it might be. And that'll be their fifth, fourth, fifth album. Fifth album, yeah. I mean, they're a fair chunk into their career at the moment, and they're big. They're not. I'm not trying to make out they're not a big band, mm. but they're not going to be the next Metallica, nope. Or, or even you know the next fucking Slayer, or you know, they're not a band that I see still existing in forty years time, uh, doing comeback tours and stuff like that. I just, I don't think they are. I think, I don't, I think, Ghost are for me. And I know it's easy to say when you don't like a band. They've hit their peak. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to go higher. I think they're going to come down. I, I think, think the buzz will die. I do. I, so I, I agree with what you're saying about people like, you know, trying to make sure they're in the right camp and all that sort of stuff. But I think they're making the wrong choice because surely if, you, if I'm going to hitch my horse to anything, I'm going to hitch it on a horse that's going up that way. Yeah. Not on one that's coming down that way. See, I find it really interesting because um, it's hard for me to judge as well. I actually kind of agree with you on certain points. I don't know what size Ghost are because I want to see them t- they haven't tested themselves in our country yet the venues they've chosen to play including the last one um, 
were places they could... I want ghosts... I want to see where the land lays by ghosts coming back here in our country and going for an arena. Yeah. Go for a Wembley. And let's see how you do. That would be a big... Now, if they sell at Wembley, we're both wrong. We're wrong. They're big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bigger than we yeah. thought. But would they? Or will it be Brixton next? And if they're like, oh, we sold at Brixton, I'm going to be a bit like, yeah, but so do many, many other bands. You know, I'm not sure if that's... I, I do agree with you. To me, it feels like they may have... Right, I, I think the problem is, is, for me, this album should have been the game changer to push them on. And I think it's already now in a couple of months. The hype's going to die down. Um, as it already is to be honest um, yeah. once these albums of the years are out of the way and stuff like that um, what happens next well that's the thing and, I, and this is what, this is one of the, my biggest reasons for disliking Ghost because the way that they then it doesn't necessarily drive sales but it drives attention is that there'll be a big media campaign about a reincarnation or, or the return of Papa Emeritus yep. do you know what I mean that's what it will be it'll be that thing and then everyone will be excited by Ghost and be like, oh, Ghost are back, and the Papa Emeritus is back, and do you know what I mean? It's all about that. Yeah. And actually, when the album comes out, if you can just drop it all, drop all the bollocks, and listen to the album fairly, and that's what I'm trying to do, because that's why I'm not just sitting there going, oh, I hate it. I hate yeah, it. yeah. I'm trying to be fair on it, you know. That, uh, but a large part of the Ghost train for me, the Ghost wagon that everyone jumps on is all the media bollocks, mm -hmm. all the marketing and the clever costumes and, the, and I'm, I'm, I'm not dissing for that it's clever well done <laughs> you know but that's not necessarily reflected in the music for me yeah you know I don't I don't think the album the, the output deserves all that hype beforehand hype, yeah you know and I think it's because of all of that that people know that's why Ghost are as big as they are yeah not because their albums are the most amazing album in the world but because they market they, themselves you, they market themselves well they're marketed well by mainstream media. It's force-fed down everybody's fucking throat so much more than so many other bands. Mm. You know, a Ghost album coming out gets a year's worth of marketing. It does, yeah. You know? It does, uh, yeah. So, I'm not trying to say that, you know, if it, that's it's not a bad thing to do that. It, other bands should try and catch up, you know? However, for all of that fuss to then get what I think is like quite a weak album... You know, I just, I, I struggle to think like how long you can do it for. How long are people going to, how many more albums can you reincarnate this guy for mm. before people get bored with the gimmick? Well, particularly now as well, people do. Particularly now as well as it's no longer a secret who is behind yeah. the person. That's all out. That's open. He, you know, talks as himself. Um, obviously, there's been a, I want to say high profile, but fairly profile court case that's still ongoing. Yeah. Um, what's it called um, yeah so like again it's stuck like now you know now you know it's an act do you see what I mean like before yeah, we yeah. knew it was an act, it was an act but, but like, now we know it's there was, it's there was almost uh, as much hype about who he was yeah you know as anything else but that's all kind of died but I just think people are fickle I'm fickle everyone's fickle yep and I think three or four albums of this mask and character changing and everything like that people can deal with I don't think they do that for eight or ten or 12. Particularly when age comes, because look you at know? Slipknot. They, they they sort of changed yeah. and changed them and sort of reveal themselves as who they were to much adapt the fact that they were getting older and couldn't do what they could do when they were teens and things like that, you know? So, so yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a ghost rant as one of that pops up regularly on this, but I think it's justified. It's a negative of 2018. Ghost, ghost overall is a negative of 2018, I yeah. believe. I mean, the big, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I mean the big, uh, yeah. It's unfortunate for you. For me, it's almost like Told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a little, a little bit of me, the big negative for me on it is not even anything that Ghost have done. It's just the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, the album's not that great, so can we all just stop, like, telling everyone that it's the best album in the world? Yeah, I agree with that. That's the negative, man. It's not, yeah. You know, there's so many good albums out there. Push them a bit. Right, we're going to move on from Ghost, and we're going to talk about two bands that have gone on hiatus, official hiatus this year, uh, both in a negative stance, although one's more positive than the other, but still not great. Uh, first, you probably won't give a flying fuck about was the Devin Townsend project. Oh, Dev. Well. Went. Not going to do that for a while. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird thing though, isn't it, right? I like Devin Townsend. Mm. Of course I do. You can't like metal or not at least respect the guy. Yeah. You know. Uh, the Devin Townsend project being on hiatus doesn't really mean anything because he'll just be doing stuff with as himself or with other bands anyway. It's true. 
I mean, he's doing isn't he doing? He's doing some solo kind of evenings with. Yeah. I think this year I could be wrong. I think you're right. In the yeah. UK, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's it's a bit of a strange one. It's like if you have ten bands and you put one of them on a hiatus, it doesn't. It's not like Devin Townsend going away. No, it just means you'll see him in different forms. It probably means he's putting that on hiatus because he's got to concentrate on another project. So you're still going to get Devin Townsend music, but just in another form. But Devin Townsend's music is the Devin Townsend project. Is you know he's always been differences between his styles. You know, you yeah, yeah, the yeah. Devin Townsend project to Strapping Young Lad or Cadillac of Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's the only worry is that like okay, oh, yeah, so you yeah, want to go yeah, off and start not, doing some classical stuff. Yeah. You know. But it's not like a it's not like a, a, a typical hiatus. You know, where like a band you love goes on hiatus. And that just means you're not going to hear from them for a few years. No, it's true. And that's, yeah. that's why it's like, you, you know, I, I, I agree. I can see why people who are huge fans of the Devin Townsend Project might be upset that that's going on hiatus. But it's strange in that, you know, it's not like he's going anywhere. Yeah, it's Devin Townsend, it's, the yeah, man. He's I'm pretty sure. God knows how many bands next year or how many releases will come out that he guests on or features on or, is oh, yeah. or completely produces and does himself. I presume he sleeps with a pencil on, on a pad yeah. like that and just writes in his sleep because the dude seems to be prolific as fuck, you know? <laughs> probably just like he has like 12 young people sleep uh, sit around his bed at night so while he mumbles in his sleep <laughs> they record they, that shit <laughs> that's great <laughs> the other one that's gone on a hiatus because although it's not officially worded hiatus it is a hiatus and it's probably one of the biggest negatives of the year it's Machine Head yeah yes yeah how so how do we even start this off we've talked a lot about it but ultimately um, you know the writing I guess now um, hindsight's a funny thing the yeah. writing could have been on a wall based off catharsis and it never seemed like there was a unified machine and positivity about that. Uh, Rob particularly was very was always on the defence about that album. Um, although I think it was it it mostly was well received in the media. I think there was a lot of negative about it and it was always a lot of defence of it. Yeah. But only ever from Rob. Um I, I wouldn't expect anything from Jared, but like Phil and I think this is in hindsight as well. Yeah. Uh, Phil and Dave not that ever that vocal know. anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why. That's what I was gonna say. It's quite hard to pick it out because, you know, you go back to any of the previous albums. At what point has Phil, Dave, no, but even Adam beforehand ever come out and made a statement? About no, it's not so much making statements. It's more the fact that they always seem to be in a back foot, and it seemed like the evening with thing. While again, people were happy with. Again, this time I think there was more pushback on it. Yeah, including us. We said perhaps not this time, guys. You know, um, you know, and so on, and obviously, it all led to the announcement that Dave McLean and Phil Demo were leaving Machine Head, which originally, like I said, the whole something like we talked about this in the Machine Head ten things we love and ten things we hate. Uh, Rob handled that very poorly. Yep. Um, announcing death of Machine Head basically in one post, and then the next day it all being clarified as they were just leaving. Yeah. Um, and then he went in his freaks and zeros final tour for Dave and Phil. Yeah, and now we're at this. I mean, yeah, they were already on the tour, weren't they? They just uh, yeah. rebranded it as in like a, a, a fair way farewell yeah. tour, yeah. Um, it's a negative for me, obviously. Of course it is. The, yeah. whole, the whole machine they're splitting up is a negative. Any, any change in a band that I love is a negative. Yeah. You know, it was a negative when Adam left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Of it. Yeah. Um, I don't really... It's one of those things like... You're almost guessing... You have to kind of guess or, or, or estimate what happened. We can just look at what's in front of us, and that's all we can yeah, do. Yeah, and and there isn't a lot in front of you, you know. I kind of I kind of appreciate the fact that Rob went probably within. Like I, I imagine myself if I was in his shoes, how I would feel ten minutes after Phil and Dave had quit the band. Yep. Now, okay, for me, I wouldn't go on Facebook. Would be the yeah. <laughs> it's, isn't it the equivalent of sending an angry email? It is, it is exactly that, yeah. I mean, so, but you would probably feel like shit, Machine Head is over. So I almost understand why he, that's how he, he probably didn't come out and say that as in like it was a lie. It was genuinely what he believed at that time. Which is what he does, yeah. However, what he did do is like obviously just really like take over the media, yeah. metal media for, well, a couple of days at least before. Yeah. Everything uh, kind of like, well, yeah. actually, let's, let's, let's hold back on this a little bit. Mm. Um, the, the sad thing for me is that just, I, I really like Dave. <laughs> I know that sounds like such a stupid thing to say because I like Phil too. It's not, not, not like uh, Phil's not not a cool guy or anything like that, but Phil isn't the first or even the fourth machine head guitarist, you know. Whereas yeah. Dave's like that. Like I said before it, it was always like Rob and Dave for me. That was it. Mm. I mean, it used to be Rob, Dave, and Adam, but then Adam left, so it was Rob and Dave. And Phil's there, and Phil's great. Jared's there, and Jared's great. You know, 
but it's still just it's just a band you're like not I don't even it's the thing I don't even care so much now that you're splitting up uh, I just it's more about the fact that you know you like to think of your bands as this four piece tight unit they're not just a band they're all best buddies they sit on the tour bus all day yep. long together holding hands <laughs> driving along looking out the window they're going, not in separate hotel uh, rooms no, no. all in one yeah. big one double bed, bed <laughs> like top and tail yeah. all the way down it you know Phil, Phil, Rob, come in. You need to help wipe my bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they all just constantly happy. And yeah. that's the image. I think sometimes it's the image bands try to give you. Yep. You know, this kind of unity. And what we do as fans is we forget that they're just people. And actually, it's probably hellish. They probably do anything for some time away from each other on the tour bus and everything like that. Yeah, and that's it shows like a bit of a reality about they're not impervious. Yeah. You know, they have faults they're just people and you don't want them to be just people you want to do more than that so do you feel a little bit betrayed that now Dave McLean has confirmed he will be returning to Sacred Reich which is just another metal band only uh, not betrayed because I don't know what went down there I feel a little bit more upset about it all because I was kind of over it <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit upset about it because now it leads me back towards thinking that my, my my little dream in my head after all the rumours coming out about him going this way and going that way was it was nothing to do with Rob everything was fine in the band it was just that they wanted to change yep and actually this kind of makes it sound like well there was a bit more to it than that yeah. it's probably that they had to change because of Rob mm-hmm. you know more so than you know what it might not be that it might not be that they wanted to leave Machine Head it might be that they felt they had to yep. you know which is what I don't didn't want I wanted it to be all like, oh, never mind, happy days. Yep. You know, we're just, no we're just moving here. on with our lives. I just, I just really, really want to, you know, I've always wanted to be in Bros. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Because that's what he's going to go and do. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm going to be the fourth member of Right Said Fred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. anything. I don't care. It was, it was nothing to do with Machine Head or Rob. It was to do with the fact that you wanted a change. The fact that you go into a, not like for life band, but, you know, a similar-ish kind of band suggests that it was nothing to do with the metal, it was nothing to do with the music, the touring anything like that the speed of playing yeah because you're happy to go and do that somewhere, somewhere else. else it's purely about whatever it is in this camp Machine Head yeah and that's the bit that's 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 my downside of 2018 with Machine Head is it's now confirmed to me that there are more deeper problems in the Machine Head camp than a few guys who want to change yeah you know just the final 2018 kicking the nads about Machine Head yeah, yeah. just have that happy Christmas yeah I just need a, I need a roll fucking post now that's all I need yeah of course, it's a bit of a negative. Um, kind of talk with Machine Head, I guess, segueing into the fact that Phil Demel's obviously now taking up the mantle in Slayer. Yeah. Obviously, Slayer announced that they would be wrapping up, ending their career yep. um, over the next couple of years uh, with a worldwide tour. Um, you know, Slayer or Slayer. Um, they've been such a staple of our music that, to be honest, the thought of them not being—I don't even think it seems real. If you think about it, like it's like, oh yeah, there'll be a, there will be a point mm. at some point. Maybe in a 2019, maybe 2020, where there will just be no more Slayer. Just that's just it. That they'll either settle down and white picket fences and you know happy houses and all start spitting at children, yeah. or they'll all go their separate ways into different bands. I mean, I can't see Kerry King not jumping in, starting either starting up a new band or being in a band. Yeah. Um, uh, I yeah I can I, and the rest yeah just uh, you know I could see Tom probably retiring that's um, yeah it's strange right? <clears throat> they said they've just been around forever yeah just such a so, staple yeah you know um, but yeah so there's that um, Glenn Tipton of Judas Priest being diagnosed with Parkinson's yeah are basically while not officially leaving the band basically having to having no choice having no choice but to step aside yeah. um, while his replacement was Andy Sneap who's a great guitarist um, yeah you it, know it wasn't about guitar skill though, yeah. was it? it was about the fact he had to be replaced he wouldn't have been otherwise it's illness that's took him away yeah. from it unfortunately yeah um, right I'm going to fly through some deaths uh, I'm going to pull out some of the big ones um, that sort of jump into my eyes as I'm reading them from here um, what have we got then Mikiko Fujikia the guitarist of Baby Metal what's his name I'm not saying it again but yeah he died from injuries he fell off an observation deck he was only 36 I remember the story yeah well actually it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's terribly sad man yeah 
yeah, uh, nothing about the band, nothing about the music or anything like that. It's just he's 36 years old. Terrible accident. <sighs> um, Josh Martin, the guitarist of Anal Cunt, um, fell off an escalator, age 45, and died. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of very Didn't even remember. see this story. I've just yeah. seen it here, and I'm like, whoa. I suppose we're the biggest one of the year, if we're talking about deaths, as if there's some sort of like competition. Vinnie Paul, uh, obviously the drummer of Hell Yeah, former Pantera and Damage Plan, he yeah. died from um, uh, what basically was an coronary, coronary artery disease at age 54. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest death of the year, I think. Yeah, massive impact. Yeah, I mean, his impact, yeah, is, says it all. Very Even sad. if you're not a fan of Pantera or Hell Yeah and so on, it's like, yeah, everybody knows who Vinnie Paul was. Vinnie Paul, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jill Janis, this yeah. is a rough one. Uh, vocalist of Huntress, uh, committed suicide at age 42. Um, you can go see the positive review we talked uh, quite in depth about um, mental health in rock and metal and so on. And this is just an example, yeah. I guess, of where someone like I, I know Huntress I know who Jill Janice was and it was like what? Yeah. you know um, yeah that was a yeah Ollie Herbert of All That Remains yeah um, died it's a horrible I've got to tell you how he died folks died from drowning after taking antidepressants and sleeping AIDS AIDS um, and age 44 yeah that's a yeah it's shocking actually to be honest it isn't, it isn't shocking that's the problem it should be shocking but actually, the hearing the term now that some young person mm-hmm. has killed themselves or died in an accident because of all because of the same mental condition, yep. you know, it's, it is oh, it upsets me. It genuinely does upset me. It's, it's like because it's, I mean, I've just glossed over. There are a lot. There's a lot on this, and there are a lot of like died because I took this, died because I took that. You know, some of it's straightforward. People are dying of cancer. Um, you know, uh, heart attacks. Um, yeah, um, Randy Rampage, <clears throat> former vocalist of Annihilator, heart attack, fifty-eight. Um, Carlos Dinogian, Jesus Christ, drummer of Weedia, suffered an aneurysm. He was aged thirty. It's fucking younger than me. Kyle Pavone, the vocalist of We Came as Romans, died of a drug overdose at age twenty-eight. Uh, yeah. It's a, it is a depressing list, folks. Um, yes. When you see it and you're like, yeah. It's, you it is. after each other, man. <clears throat> yeah. To look after yourselves. Yeah, and of course, um, although it's not a, a star, um, talking about looking after each other and stuff like that, you know, uh, obviously with a fan die, uh, Bring Me the Horizon only yep. last month at an actual gig. Yeah. And um, I think it needs, you know, you know, we talked about the time and, and so on, but it needs sort of reminding, you know, you ever see anyone in trouble, people in the pits? Um, pick up, help. Yeah. Look after, innit? Help them out. Mm. That's kind of killed it now, isn't it? God. Yeah. So like, how'd you kind of... myself now. Yeah, like, how'd you go into something like Laffy and sort of like... Put that bloody, uh... Oh, Hollow Our Home album on and cheer us back up. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, I mean, at least in our front, ultimately, other than like... You know, I didn't really want to touch upon it, you know, other than like bullshit stuff there's a lot of bullshit stuff rather than stuff that are just like negative yeah you know and you go like okay well man of war um we're not so we're clear we're not discussing the big man of war story that is not for us to talk about yeah um no interest in talking about anything that's still going on absolutely but we will talk about ultimately the bullshit stuff um and i guess the biggest negative ties in the man of war and yeah overall is um the big boys this year and next deciding that ah uh, we'll just charge what we want for tickets yeah. and fuck, every, fuck fuck what we're doing and this and ranges from massive trend at the moment mm. you see that's the problem is like before it was just a, a thing that happened occasionally now it's become a trend yep. and that's the real negative the negative is that now it appears that bands more bands are cashing in on the idea that they can charge extortionate prices yeah. for tickets yeah. and the worry for next year is that that trend continues yeah and more and more bands get on it. Yeah. And we already know ourselves being regular gig goers, how empty venues can be. Yeah. Yeah. If the big bands, this is what I think happens, right? Making shit up now. All right. Go on. If you are a massive fan of Metallica and for example, Mole. Yeah. Okay. 
and you have 150 quid for tickets. Yeah. Two years ago, you go to both shows. Yep. Now you go to one. Mm-hmm. You go to see Metallica. Yep. And you don't go to the little shows anymore. Yeah. Because you, your money goes on the big guys. Mm-hmm. In a way, I think what happens is that when a big band charges a ridiculous price for a ticket, they still sell out. Yep. Right? And that's why they think it's okay. Yes. But I don't think you're actually really taking money out of the fan's pocket. I don't think you are. I've thought about this quite a lot recently. Okay. I think what you're actually doing is sucking money out of the smaller bands. Yep. Because the fans have a finite amount of money they can afford to spend on shows. Yes. Before, we could have spread that money out over five shows. Yep. Now we, it all goes on one. Yeah. It's the same money I'm spending whether I go to five or one. The people that are losing are these four bands yeah. that can no longer afford to exist because no one's coming to their fucking shows. Absolutely. Uh, that, from a metal perspective, you know, looking at the whole community, is disastrous for us. Yeah. Because what happens is they, firstly, they stop coming to the country, right? Because they're not selling tickets in the UK. Mm-hmm. So if they're not a UK band, they stop coming here. If they are a UK band, they stop leaving. Yep. They stop coming to, to, to Europe or, or America or whatever like that. Because no one can afford to go and fucking see them because they spent all their money on whoever the, the biggest band is that's charging a ridiculous price. Yeah. So the band stopped coming and remembering that they basically make their money from touring. So what you start seeing is less and less bands making music. Yeah. So while at one side, newish bands are getting hit by streaming and the lack of people buying physical, not just CDs anymore, but you know, physical anything. Yeah. You start taking money out of the venues as well from them. I mm. mean, that's the death of most of them. Yeah, that's it done. I mean, that, that you don't rock and metal to really be dead. Don't, don't fucking prove Matt Tuck right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I thought about this quite a lot. And I think a lot of time I thought well, you were ripping me off. But you're not ripping me off because I can choose to spend my money. Yep. And that's the thing. You don't, it doesn't matter to me. If you charge me £150, I just don't go. But I know their shows are selling out, so people are going. Yes. And is that why all these other venues are empty? Is that why we went to see Mole and Ghost Bar after 20 people? Yep. Well, well, maybe 30, you know, but yeah. not much more than yeah, that. Yeah, you're pushing it at that, yeah. You know? Yeah, you put it... Because so everyone's got £1,000 to spend this year, and that used to do 100 shows, but now it only does 10. So I think they save it for Slayer, and they save it for Metallica, and they save it for whoever's doing their last fucking farewell tour. Because mm-hmm. I think that hurts people as well these three year fucking farewell tours yep. and that's why because it's a farewell tour their prices are high yep. and everyone's like well we can't I'm going to have to give them a miss because I need to spend your money on Slayer yeah yeah because it'll be the last time I see them forget that you might have yeah. seen them ten times already yeah exactly you know so the ticket prices are a problem I don't know how the problem gets fixed but I think my my thinking has just changed on who's getting hurt by it yep. you know more whereas I used to before I was like you're trying to rip me off but it's not that anymore I just worry now about the industry man yeah, I mean, on edge. yeah, nervous. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of those debate conversations that could go on for fucking it's hours. A, I mean, the, the simple question for you, right? Do you think Ghost Bath and Mole would have played the Electro Works if they knew there were only going to be thirty people there? Do I don't think, think they would have bothered. They would the show. I don't think they'd have bothered. They would have cancelled yeah. the show because yeah. it would cost them more in transporting their stuff there, paying their roadies, setting it up than they would have made from it. Oh my god! Right, we have a great example of this. It literally happened this last week. Now I don't know. All right, I'm gonna. I don't know if this is exactly what happened, but I pieced together bits because I was really interested. So Abigail Williams and the Infernal Sea were out on tour together, playing across the UK, and it was one London date, and it was at uh, either the Boston Music Rooms or the Dome. Might have been the Dome, the one above. And at the last minute, we're talking on the day it got cancelled. Just that show. Um, yeah. and it was right mystery and uh, I believe Infernal Sea were quite vocal on social media saying that they um, it was something to do with the venue and um, they were really sorry and stuff like that and la- apparently last minute and the venue swooped in a New Cross Inn and they went there and played and I remember thinking that's a real step down that's, that's mad. a yeah. real step that's down a pub. and that's what it's made me realise this is because I reckon and this is how I said I, I could be completely wrong on this but I don't think I am truth be told I think the dome went. You've not sold enough tickets. Yeah. It's not worth us opening. We yeah, pay the bar staff, bar staff security. security. We're not going to be able to do it. It's not going to be affordable. Yeah. And that's what happened because it was the. Oh, it wasn't a toy. It was just that one 
date, the London one. Yep. So that's why the New Cross Inn might have heard about it, read about it, went, fuck, let's try and sort something out now. Yeah. Um, and that's where it ended up happening. But if that's what happened, which I believe it is, because it all makes sense, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? And that's what I'm saying. This is, <clears throat> I mean, we do quite a bit on this podcast, YouTube, website, everything that we touch on. We urge people to go to shows. Yeah. Constantly. Um, I do not believe it is inflated ticket price for the big guys alone that are hurting the industry. Nope. However, I would back that up with saying, do you know what? Just for the future of the music that you love, if you need, if you want to see bands touring and you want to go and see them in the future and that, the only way they're going to keep coming is, is if you go to the shows. Yeah. It's not just about buying their music or streaming it. If you never go to their shows, they aren't making any money. The venues will stop booking them because the venues are making no money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll end up in a, in, a, in, a, in a scene, right, where we don't really do tours anymore. So there are festivals, and that's what you do. You know, you get the big bands that go around. Yeah. And festivals. Yeah. And the little bands can't afford it. And you get, maybe, maybe you get, like, pub shows every now and then mm-hmm. where they don't really have to pay an awful lot to be there. Yeah. Or anything like that. But you think about seeing a band, like a, a small band from somewhere in Europe, come into the UK to do four or five dates up and down. One tour like that, where they have 20 people turn out and they go back having lost 10 or 15 grand on each night, is enough to make them think, I ain't coming back there next time. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. You know? And even if they wanted to, all of those venues are going to be like, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. Guys. Or if you do want to come, you know, we're going to need you to inflate the price of this or that yeah. or the amount you give us. Yeah. I just, I, I think we're like basically hurting ourselves partially being hurt by the big guys two it's twofold right one charging the ticket price is a massive thing you know we both hate that yeah right? ridiculous fucking prices ridiculous doesn't matter how good the band are how great they are it doesn't matter it should be a bar yes you know uh but secondly um i do think we're in a period of time at the moment where we are being constantly plagued by goodbye tours yes and i yes. think that has a massive impact on that i really do I think people go. People are more likely to go to a Slayer farewell tour than they are a Slayer tour. Yeah. Not to say that Slayer wouldn't sell well on their tour anyway. True. But I think farewell tour, people would be like, oh, I'll keep my money for that. Yeah. Keep my money for that. You know, and I think that hurts people. Um, well, next year alone, we've got Aussie doing no more tours. We've got Kiss, apparently. Yeah. They're doing it. Slayer is still ongoing. Slayer is still ongoing. Aerosmith are rumoured to be doing it. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if a couple more pop up. If you've got all of them, right? And then you got the festivals, yeah. And then you got the Metallica shows yeah. as well. What other money have people got to spend on gigs? Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's not. We're not telling I'm you not how like, to spend your money, people. No. Spend it your will, but we're no, just I'm, saying start thinking, thinking about what you want going forward, because we're, as Brendan said, we're there is danger here, yeah. And we're seeing it more and more week by week, where it's kind of like, and like we mentioned earlier on in the positive video thing about sort of these, uh, how a lot of their upcoming metal bands in the UK are from, from the North and all that. And it's like, of course they can't come to London. They can't come to London that's because the, they can't the afford to come to London. That's the other thing. I mean, and, I, and actually this leads, this can lead into another little negative here is that we're lucky. We always say that we're lucky that we live in London because mm. all the big bands come to us. Yep. But we're also unlucky in that the little bands don't. Yeah. Unless they're from the area or they get a little pub gig or maybe they get to support somebody a bit bigger. Yep. Uh, a lot of the time I will see a smaller band on their Facebook go we're out on a UK tour and I have a look and I go no London all of it yeah yeah and so I understand why I'm not having a go at the band for it I completely understand yeah. why very hard to get a, a venue accommodation everything so I understand it but I, you know I guess if they felt they could go to a venue and, and if you're a little band and have 30, 40, 50 people in there they might find a way to do it yeah but the problem is now, I guess, you, you know, the, the worry for them will be coming here and playing to, like, no one. No one, yeah. And all that money's just lost. Yeah, yeah, he basically paid, paid to play, which I mean, already a lot of them have to do. Yeah. But, like, but seriously limit, paid. Yeah. yeah. There's a you limit. You go to, like, I don't know, Peterborough or Preston and pay X amount to play, and that's going to be tenfold in London. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, future of the scene is in the fans' hands, man. It always has been, and it always will be. And if we keep spending all of our money... And as much as I love them, but all of our money on Metallica every fucking year and hoping that Metallica reduces ticket prices, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Ever. Yeah. And Metallica will be here every year and then I don't know when it will be. No sign of it yet. There'll be a five-year-long farewell tour. 
And every time that we're pumping more and more money into that machine, the Metallica kind of industry, there are a hundred bands trying to play at little venues with nobody there because everyone spent their money. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, like you said, we're not trying to tell people how to spend their money, but a little bit of me kind of is. It's just like, <laughs> you know, you got if you want something, you kind of have to invest in it at its roots. Yeah. So if you want bands in 50 years' time to be like Metallica, you got to go and see them today while they're small and let them grow. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you ignore the whole bottom of it and just watch the top, at some point that top goes away and what there might be nothing left down yeah. there. It's too late then. People yeah. like, oh, where's all the bands gone? All the people moaning, oh, who's the next challengers to people like Metallica? Well, they're all playing, you're just not there. Yeah, yeah, you've chosen still to go see Metallica for the 15th, 15th time and so on, you know? And then when they do fucking start playing, or like a parkway drive or something like that, you complain about yeah, it. Yeah, anyway. yeah, get bent out of shape over that. Oh, I accidentally turned that into a rant against fans, that wasn't the point. That was meant to be about the ticket price, but it is about the ticket prices, it's just about the difference now in my thinking about whose fault it is. I think it's interesting. I think it's good. It's always an interesting debate. We should watch the space closely. That wraps it up then. We're not going to bore you anymore with shitty stuff for 2018. It's been yeah. bad enough already. But thankfully, I think that video, this, this uh, audio recording and stuff, was um, less less than said a positive. If you go watch the uh, best of 2018, I think we had a lot more good... Lot, there's been a lot more good than bad. Yeah. A lot of bad and just stuff is out of, out, of, out of our control as well. You know, deaths and... You know, splits or hiatuses, whatever you want to call them, machine. Um, yeah, so yeah, but like 2019, it just it, it, will, it if it continues as this year did, we'll 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 be, we'll be golden, at least for music anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. There's already great plans. Yes. Shows, albums coming out, especially in February, March. Yeah. Watch out for February, March. If anybody Ooh. comes out in February and March and tells anyone that rock and metal is dead. So yeah, you have to have your fucking brain checked, don't they? Yeah, that, I think that's, like every band I know that, that that are good are basically queuing an album up, up for around that time. <laughs> yeah, that time, yeah, yeah. And uh, early, even earlier than that, January 11th, I think already. Like January 11th is a date to watch out for, folks, for a release day. That's a good day. 